Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of Emrata Asks. It's Thanksgiving. We were trying to think of something we wanted to talk about that was somewhat related to the holiday. We were like, should we talk about in-laws? Should we talk about, you know, there's a lot of stuff to cover around family and holidays and especially one as problematic as Thanksgiving. But then I ended up stumbling on this really insane article that was talking about a study about this year's Thanksgiving. One in four Americans are skipping Thanksgiving and one in four Americans can only afford to spend $100 on Thanksgiving. Why are people skipping Thanksgiving this year? Because everyone's fucking broke, (laughs) basically. I went down a crazy research hole on this, but essentially tons of people are skipping Thanksgiving because of inflation. The cost of living has gone up so much. So let's get into it. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. So, according to this market research firm, IRI, they predicted earlier this month, using data from October, that the ingredients for a traditional Thanksgiving meal will cost shoppers 13.5% more compared to 2021, just 12 months. So, just some fun facts about the change in prices for Thanksgiving-related items. Turkeys are a whole thing in themselves. Basically, turkeys are extremely expensive because of bird flu and like a lot of very specific things that have factored in. But it's not just turkeys that the prices have gone up on, but turkeys are pretty wild. Last year, a 16-pound turkey um, was $23.99. This year, it's $28.96. It's expensive, and it's just a crazy jump, and I think speaks to what we're going through in general in the economy and in the world right now. Pumpkin pie mix was $364 last year. This year, it's $428. This is 2021 to 2022. This is a crazy jump. Pie, twenty. depending on how you make your pie, like if you're buying like store-bought or if you're getting the can, 23 to 75% pies have increased. Cubed stuffing, $2.29 last year. This year, $3.88, four bucks. 12 rolls, $3. Now it's almost four bucks. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, even green peas, a pound of green peas is more expensive this year. Cranberry sauce has gone up 18%. Mashed potatoes, 20%. What was really crazy is the difference between last year. Everyone was in the mood to celebrate Thanksgiving. People were really excited. Post-COVID, it seemed like, you know, a lot of people were, let's see, yeah, nine in 10 Americans plan to celebrate Thanksgiving in 2021. This year, found that the number has fallen to just 74%. In fact, 47% say they're celebrating Friendsgiving because, not because they hate their families, but because it's more budget-friendly. Only 24% of Friendsgiving celebrations will even have a turkey on the table. 33% opt out and just do pizza. So 52% are asking guests to bring a dish to Thanksgiving dinner to contribute. 
Three in four are asking guests to bring their own alcohol, while just under a half, 46%, are asking people to provide the dessert. Another 42% are asking their friends and family to just pay, just give some cash. And yeah, people are having smaller Thanksgiving. Gen Z specifically are just like, fuck this. <laughs> They're doing all four of these things of basically cutting back the price, not or just having a Friendsgiving or skipping. Gen Z is like over Thanksgiving completely. The chief economist at the American Farm Bureau Federation said, general inflation slashing the purchasing power of consumers is a a significant factor contributing to the increase in average cost of this year's Thanksgiving dinner, which is what we've been saying. A lot of people have lost their jobs in the past year, in the last six months. The economy has gone on this crazy journey, particularly because of inflation and the cost of living. It's something that people are talking about, but the mainstream media is kind of being careful. People are not really using the word recession other than the right wing because they want to be critical of the Biden administration and, you know, calling saying recession is definitely one way for people to get upset and go red and vote red. I think we're in a really specific moment economically, and it's not something that enough people are being completely honest about that. So we we want to also cover why people aren't pointing out that we are headed towards a recession or in a recession and why the banks in particular aren't saying that. Um, but even let's talk about inflation and the cost of living. So basically, inflation is crazy. Um, but let's talk about what inflation is. One of the things what I, I learned about this from doing research is that actually, and I talked to, I just want to preface this. I did talk to a few experts on this. They unfortunately couldn't come in today, but um, I'm going to be quoting from my conversations with them. One of the things that's interesting about inflation is we do know there's a bunch of things that contribute to inflation, obviously, including interest rates, the CPI, which is consumer price index. But what goes into making a consumer price index is so many things. It's the price of goods. It's the price of shipping things. It's, you know, what war is going on right now. Like people are talking about what's going on with Russia and Ukraine and China. All these things contribute to inflation. Also how the Fed responds to that. So what we need to understand about inflation, which essentially means like the price of things going up, right? The reason we have to care about the rate of inflation is because workers and their families do not want prices in the shops or for utilities or for prices of Thanksgiving dinner to go up faster than their wages and benefits, which is exactly what's happening right now, to be clear. People aren't paying people enough money. We all know the conversation around the minimum wage, everything else. There's not enough money being put in people's pockets, but the cost of living is rising in an unprecedented way. But on the other hand, businesses do not want collapsing prices. So profits are squeezed and employers are forced to stop production or go bankrupt. So basically, there's this kind of weird understanding of meeting a middle ground between the average citizen, what their interest is, and what these big businesses' interests are. So there's this conventional wisdom that moderate inflation is good for capitalist production compared to like deflation or hyperinflation. So the Federal Open Market Committee basically says, It's not an official number, but generally speaking, the Federal Reserve uses monetary policy to achieve its target rate of 2% inflation per year. But just to understand, in 2022, in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, inflation reached 8.5%, which is the highest rate since 1982. 
when you're talking about what's good for the economy and what's good for life and citizens in this country and business, it's sort of a weird thing because you have these two opposing interests, which is, you know, people who don't want the price of goods to go up because then they can't afford Thanksgiving dinner or just life more specifically, like really necessary things like baby formula and whatever else. And then you have businesses that essentially need inflation. Otherwise, they don't have profit and there's no growth in their business. So you can probably tell where my politics are around this because I hate that. I don't know about you guys, but I know about so many people have lost their jobs in the last six months. I've seen it with all kinds of businesses talking around, you know, I have my own swimwear line. And when I've been meeting with investors and everything, everybody's experiencing the same thing. There's some people who have a very specific product or whatever, but mostly people are just not buying in the same way that they were. There's very specific signs of a recession. First of all, let's talk about what a recession is, because the language is really important to understand what defines a recession. So a recession isn't a measure of how hard it is to make ends meet, which is what we're talking about, right? Which is what every American is experiencing right now. And actually globally, people are experiencing. The National Bureau of Economic Research defines a recession as a downturn that is deep, diffused, and lasts for at least a few months. And they're talking about the market. The important thing to know about the market is the market is an indicator. So it's responding to how people are spending their money. And most importantly, it's also responding to how people are talking about the economy and talking about politics. You'll see this, you know, with Twitter or whatever else. Like, And this is why people really like crypto and alternative markets is because it's sort of made up. It's like, how's everyone feeling? (laughs) And the market responds to the temperature of how people are essentially feeling about the market, whether they're feeling confident, whether they're basically buying into capitalism or not. And the market does better when people spend money and are feeling good about kind of the way things work in our country. I want to talk more about this in a second. We're going to take a break and then we'll be right back. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The Anime Awards this year were amazing! And I'm still not over all of the amazing live musical performances. Honestly, same. The Anime Awards may be over, but our discussion is not. If, like us, you're still not over the Anime Awards show and the results, join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. Listening each week to our breakdown of everything that happened at the 2024 Anime Awards and hear news on the other anime and pop culture that you care about. If you don't want to miss all the post-Anime Awards discussion, then tune in to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.
Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. So let's talk about what's going on right now. I mean, 2008, people like now can admit was really, really bad. But even at the time, everyone was kind of like, yeah, it's bad. But, you know, it's not it's not 1920s Great Depression. It, it was pretty crazy. The housing market completely collapsed. And that was really bad specifically if we're talking about feelings and the way that people relate to the stock market. A lot of middle class Americans, lower income, middle class, everybody owns a home in America. That's something that people really value and that's where they put their money. So when the housing market collapsed, everyone felt poor, which meant that everyone felt the recession. So again, it is about feeling. And because that that was so impactful and so many people across different lifestyles felt that, it really just rocked everything, which I think is really interesting. There's a bunch of evidence to basically say why things aren't as terrible as they have been before. There have been 34 recessions in the U.S. since 1857, varying in length from two months to more than five years. There was a crazy one in 1873 to 1879. The average recession has lasted about 17 months, while the the six recessions since 1980 have lasted less than 10 months on average. That's because the federal government is quicker to respond and do things that sometimes aren't good long-term or definitely not good long-term for our economy. But they, they do things to kind of like jumpstart the economy, like bailing out the big banks, as we remember. You know, there was – or keeping interest like rates really low was something. But now, obviously, what's happening and why so much of what we're seeing going on is a response to interest rates rising so quickly. What the banks are saying is that this is going to be a quote-unquote mild recession, which means the market collapses 25% down – maybe 30% down. In 2008, it was 50% down. And this is what's going to happen. There's going to be more layoffs. There's going to be defaults on junk and corporate bonds, another dip. But again, market is a leading indicator, but it's not the thing. So as more people get laid off, more people start talking about what's going on with the economy and people start spending less money, essentially, we're going to see more and more of these things happen. And then the market's going to respond. So why aren't more people talking about the recession? Is it because it's quote unquote mild? Is it because of political interests? Basically, yes to all of these things. But I mean, I think that the important thing to realize is the banks are who is determining how we're talking about the economy. If you're a bank, you're talking to a bunch of people. You're talking to individuals, sophisticated hedge funds, institutions, and how they all think about the economy is very, very different and even interest rate policy. They're all thinking about the recession in different ways. And everyone who is not a true bank, private wealth groups, like all the ones that we know about from 2008, they are never, ever going to call a recession because it doesn't behoove them to do that. Because if those people pull their money out of the private banking system and take their money to cash, then that's their whole business. So it's not great. So it's a little bit like trying to catch a falling knife because ultimately the banks and everyone who could say and admit like the experts, quote unquote, who are really looking at the market every day are seeing how people are spending their money, what they're earning, everything else. They don't want it to be a recession. That's not in their interest. 
So what's been so unprecedented about this past year is interest rates policies are so different. They rose so rapidly. Even people in safe stuff like bonds, whatever else, were down 10% because of inflation. And this is all response really to COVID, but it's also the global market. There's so many things that people feel uncertain about with globalization and the impact of, you know, when Russia shuts down its borders and China and their relationship to the U.S. and the price of goods and all of that goes into this. And the market just doesn't totally know what to do with all this data and with the globalization. The main reason that people are not totally spiraling, I mean, I think that around the holiday season, around the next couple months, we're going to see the market dip. We're going to see more layoffs. We're going to see all the things that indicate we're in a recession and that we're not doing well economically. But a lot of people, and again, this is a lot of people who have an interest in wanting to believe that the market is going to recover, are listening to the federal government and what the feds are prioritizing. And they are working very hard to essentially tame inflation and get it back to a rate that feels better for people. So The feds are aware, the federal government is aware of what's happening, and they desperately don't want the economy to collapse. I think it's really interesting that like this Thanksgiving stat isn't everywhere and that people aren't kind of saying like, oh my God, even in the business world, I know people who work in finance, they are all suffering and taking really, really hard hits, but they're not really talking about it. And they're just saying like, we're going to ride this out. And there is real data to why that could happen. But again, all of this is about how people are feeling. So I think it's really important to understand how our economy works and how the market works. So much of it is based on panic and confidence and essentially emotions, which is a bizarre thing. And I am curious to see where we end up in the next six months. I think that anybody who works in banking would tell you that things are going to dip more. It's just a matter of how we recover and when. I'd really love to hear back from you all about how you're feeling the recession, how it's impacting you. What's going on? Do you know people who have been laid off? Have you been laid off? How are you changing the way you spend your money, save money? What are you doing with your money, knowing what's going on? Or maybe not knowing what's going on and and just seeing personally, you know, the impact of the recession, which we're not calling a recession yet. (laughs) So go to hilo.fm to join this conversation. Talkback is the subscription episode where I will be really in conversation with you guys, uh, responding to your voice notes, your thoughts, ideas around what we've been talking about. So subscribe to that. Um, Let's talk recession. Let's talk about the economy, about the market. For those of you who remember 2008, or if there is anything, you know, of course, I kept this very simple and surface level. Didn't have an expert come on and talk about it. It's just me basically doing my own research and talking about this thing and trying to make it as simple as for me to understand and for all of us to understand. If there's things you'd like to add and talk about, love to hear from you. Please send in your voice notes, send in your thoughts, feelings, all that stuff. I'm really curious about how this is impacting people out there because, again, 
not enough media is talking about this um, because they don't want to, because they don't want people to panic. And I'm really hoping everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm really looking forward to hearing all your thoughts and ideas. And thank you for listening. Hi Low with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment, Bitch Era Media, and Something Else production produced by Chelsea Jacobson. Our executive producers are me, Emily Radikowski, and Sarita Wesley. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana, and our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh. Thanks for listening. Yeah.